as much as I hate making noise, I hate, you know, I, I hate being loud. I hate drawing any kind of attention. I hate having to, to be like, okay, no, let's, you're not going to get away with this. Like, let's address that. That's not okay. Like I would, there's so many things I would rather do than that. Like, honestly. Um, but there was power and there was freedom in it. Um, Welcome to the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast. We're a podcast and community for modern moms in real estate that are building a legacy in business and raising a family. We talk all things real estate, marketing, mindset, business strategy, and support as real estate moms. My name is Brayden McKee, a Phoenix, Arizona real estate agent and boy mom of two. I love social media and digital marketing and specialize in relocation, new construction, and the move up by our family. And I'm Alyssa Stalker, a realtor in Ventura County, California, a digital marketing coach and course creator, as well as mom of two under two. As business besties that have been through all the ups and downs together, we are bringing our entrepreneurial backgrounds and industry expertise to change the way a modern mama approaches real estate. Whether you're here for the support community or our practical tips for building a thriving business while balancing being a mama, we are rooting for your growth. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast. It's Brayden McKee, and I am doing a solo episode today, and I'm getting ready for the day. I'm going to talk with you as I get ready, kind of talk through holding your power, um, standing up for yourself, (laughs) not cowering down to bullies, um, however you would, you know, however you want to put it, but I'm going to talk you guys through um, something that's been a challenge for me in my life um, that as I get older, (laughs) as I grow, um, I'm working on and had a really good opportunity last week to put into practice. um, And yeah, so anyways, um, I'll just give you guys a little bit of backstory. So I have a listing that is kind of messy. Um, It's a divorce situation and it's just, it's so much messier than I ever could have, ever could have imagined. Um, And that's okay. Uh, I will say that I find it very hard to understand why so many, not so, I shouldn't say so many people why some people choose choose to take on divorce um niche because the divorce niche because um at least with my own experience this is my first divorce listing um it is not good it is not good and i i would be very hard pressed to say yes i'm gonna take this on as a niche um after this is sold uh but anyways so i have a messy listing that is that. And, you know, it's, um, it's a lot of trying to get both sides to communicate. And, um, you know, when one side wants to cooperate, the other side doesn't because they're in a divorce and it's messy and it's just a whole situation. Well, I had to discuss a price change 
with my sellers last week and I knew it wasn't going to go over very well with one of the sellers um, just because they're a little bit unrealistic where we started the process where, you know, the effort and the um, motivation to sell and everything is just different than where we're at now. Um, Their mind has kind of changed. They don't want to accept like where our market is and the feedback that we're getting. Um, and just like there's other factors as well, which I just won't, I won't get into all the factors, but you know, I knew that it was going to be a challenge, but uh, basically what happened was I, you know, we had a listing down the street that was very, very similar to ours. And um, it was priced much lower than ours. And, you know, as far as comps wise, it was the most, it was the most comparable, like same exact floor plan, same exact square footage. Um, you know, given you would give and take a little bit here and there to each listing for upgrades and features that they had. So all in all, it was very comparable. And there was one other sale that closed in November. It's now January. So that one went under this one that's down the street went under contract. So uh, you know, the fact that we were priced so much higher than that one, that one took 60 days to sell. We're getting barely any showings, even with, you know, two price drops. And I'm like, Hey, like this is now under contract. We, uh, you know, it's my professional recommendation that we do a price drop. I'm like thinking about how this is going to be, you know, in four to six weeks, this is going to close potentially sooner. And it's going to be our closest comp and, it is literally the same exact house. Um, uh, valuation, I think, would come around pretty similar. Ours, maybe a tad higher, maybe not. It just depends on how the appraiser would appraise some of the things and then how much they would deduct for other things, um, you know, for each property. But the the one client was like immediately like, no, absolutely not. Um, I will, you know, I'm not going to drop the price. Um and the other client was like, hey, I, you know, I think we need to drop the price. Um, you know, I'm really concerned with our days on market getting higher and we're not really doing anything with price and we're not getting showings and all this stuff. Um, and that same night, we actually got a like a verbal cash offer, like an email offer um, from a cash investor buyer that was essentially... 90,000 below um, our list price, which I had no intention of them like trying to accept. I didn't expect them to. Um, I didn't think they should. Uh, you know, the the cash offer, obviously, you know, they were trying to get a deal. They're a cash buyer. I understand that. So I present that to them. And then the one client tells me, you know, that they're not going to, um, they're absolutely not going to drop the price. Um, and then what ended up happening is that the client basically was threatening me and saying that in the sense of like other agents are contacting him and saying that like they would have had it sold already, but like at a lower price than what ours was listed at, like the price that I like recommended that these sellers list their house at in the first place, the price that I said, Hey, I think, you know, 
this is the price that it would go at right now. This is the price that I, that I think we should start with. They wanted to start higher. So we did. And then when it came to price drops, they just weren't, you know, as willing to work with me as they said up front. And that's fine. That's their decision. But the <laughs> one client, um, basically, so when I, I went to, you know, I was like, Hey, like, you know, let me just like, let's talk, let's have a conversation. You know, I was like, let's get on a zoom call and have a conversation about why I think, you know, why I'm recommending this price change. I'm like, I'm not saying you guys have to go with this price, you know, and I'm like, but I want to have a converse, like an actual conversation. Basically, I was trying to make it clear to my client that, you know, I want to have a, a discussion, an actual conversation between the three of us. And during the process, it's been really difficult because, um, you know, with a divorce situation, um, <laughs> sometimes they don't want to talk to each other and they don't want to communicate and, you know, it's a really tough time and, um, you know, basically the, you know, the one client was like, I'm not going to meet, I'm not going to have a discussion about this. And he was like, you know, I trust you, but I have other agents knocking down my door trying to sell this listing who said that they would have already sold it for now. And then he gave me the price. And that was not the first time that, you know, I've heard about other agents. I knew that he had family that was trying to get him to hire other agents in the process. Um, and this is past clients of mine that I've worked with multiple times. And so I knew when I was competing for the listing that I was working against other agents, but I have a signed listing agreement and, um, you know, he's not supposed to be talking to other agents, um, and other agents are not supposed to be telling him I could have already had this sold. But the problem that I had with it was that he was, you know, using it as like, um, like a, a bully tactic move. Um, you know, he was trying to, he was trying to bully me and he was, um, you know, I know these clients pretty well and it was disappointing to say the least. And I had a decision to make. Um, and this has been, you know, I've invested a lot into this listing. Um, I've been going above and beyond, even when there has not been cooperation between this couple, which there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of like sabotaging the transaction in the beginning that's working against us. Um, you know, our pricing here in my market is not going, you know, it's not going the way that sellers want it to, which obviously I have no control over, but you know, every week I send transaction updates. I send them what I'm working on, how I've promoted the property, everything that I've done. I've done, you know, I've done a lot. And so in that moment, you know, reading that email, um, you know, it made me very clear that this was going to either be like the end of our working transaction or we were going to have to have a serious conversation. Um, and here's the thing is that I am not one that likes to stand up for myself. Um, I, I was bullied a lot when I was a kid in different ways. Um, 
I don't like to rock the boat <laughs> per se. Um, I don't like too much, you know, attention on me, whether it's good or bad in certain ways. Like I don't, you know, I don't want to be making a big deal or making a scene out of everything. Like so many times in my life, I have just accepted a situation where somebody was it situations where I should have stood up for myself. Um, you know, growing up, my dad would tell me so many times, don't be a doormat to other people. You are not a doormat. Um, and that was because I would let myself be a doormat in so many situations. Um, and my parents believe in like justice. Like they stand up for people. They stood up for us kids fiercely when we were growing up. Um, and at times I hated it because I just didn't want the attention. I, I would so many times just be like, just let it go. Like, it's okay. Even though like I knew it wasn't, but it, it was like just the fear of doing what's right and standing up for yourself or even standing up for other people. I mean, there's, there were times growing up as, as a kid, I would stand up for other people and I would be so nervous, but I would know it was right. And the thing is for me is that I, I look at other people sometimes and I think like they deserve more than I do. Like I would be much faster to stand up for somebody else, to stand up for my kids, to stand up for a friend than I would be to stand up for myself. That's just the level of of it for me that um, growing up, a little backstory so you understand kind of my position and my, I guess my maybe demeanor or my, my tendencies with my personality, I guess you could say. Okay, I promise I'm going to get to that, to the point of this, this whole podcast, this whole episode. But I knew um, that when I read that email, um, I knew how the client meant it. Um, and, you know, the thing was, is that I understood the situation, even though I had worked with them multiple times. Um, I'd helped them with a lot of things when they were you know, buying, buying and selling before. Um, I knew that because of the divorce, you know, certain things that had come out so far in the transaction, when we started working together at the beginning of the, of the listing, um, some really ugly things came out, um, you know, and as I feel like it's probably pretty frequent in, um, divorce listings is that the real estate agent becomes the punching bag. Um, and there is a level, I think, to that in any transaction. I think there's a level of, it's easy to put blame or take the emotions out on the agent, right? Um, and to a certain level, I think, you know, okay, I can handle it. We can, you know, have a conversation with the client, see what's going on. Um, but because of other things that have come out in this listing and just how things have gone from the very start, um, it... I knew that it was, he meant it, like, he meant it to bully me. And here's the thing. I was like, you're telling, you know, in my head, I'm reading this email and I'm thinking, you're telling me, you're threatening me with hiring another agent, saying other agents are pounding down your door. First of all, 
huge ethical violation. It's listed in the MLS. We have a signed listing agreement. There's a sign in the yard, like so many things there. Um, second of all, I, the price you're telling me that they could have sold it at already that it's not listed at, it's listed higher than that amount. Um, I was the recommended price that I told you months ago, right? And you're giving me pushback on reducing the listing price like at all. Um, so yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, it, it was not, it was not a good email. And so my very initial reaction was, I am not going to put up with this. Um, and I really contemplated just canceling the listing and just being like, you know what? I'm going to cancel this listing. I am not going to be treated by like, buy this by clients. Um, and just, this was completely inappropriate. Like that's kind of where my mind went initially. Um, and then I had a conversation with my mom, who's my co-listing agent. I had a conversation with my dad. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to be bullied by my clients. And I've said it, you know, before, but that I wanted to make sure that I'm not going to be bullied by my clients in this business um, and that it's not worth it for myself, my mental health, to take on clients that were going to be like that. So I've said that before, but I haven't been in a situation like this where I would have to basically put action to my words um, for the first time. So you know that merch collab that we were talking about in this episode? That is the merch collab that we always share on this podcast and in the group. So if you want some cute and functional basic tees and sweatshirts, hoodies, uh, coffee mugs, you can go to the link listed in the description and that code will get you 10% off the merch collab with the Modern Real Estate Mama and basically Casey. Happy shopping. So on the one hand, I knew that I needed to stand up for myself. And I knew that part of that could look like saying, okay, we're not under contract. Is this, continue, is this going to continue to be a bad working environment for myself? Um, you know, should I cancel this listing agreement? Um, and there's, there's more that, you know, has happened that has just made this a nightmare. The clients have like really worked against me, which has been frustrating, you know, when you're marketing it week after week and you're putting in marketing money and trying to get people in and things are, you know, happening. Um, but again, divorce situation, really messy. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure they're not all like this, but I'm sure there's, there's elements, but you know, on the one hand I knew like I need to stand up for myself. Um, and part of that could look like canceling the listing agreement or agreeing to let the the clients cancel the listing agreement, you know? Um, and the, on the other hand, I felt a little bit of that, like dread of like, Oh, well, I've already spent X number of dollars on marketing and you know, you could use the commission. Like, you know, it's been slow the last few months and you know, this, that, or the other, like what all the other things that come into mind, right? Or like, oh, you know, how is that going to look if you have a canceled listing, like all this stuff, right? But I knew that there was like an element of like an integrity piece, I guess you could say of like, 
I have said that I'm not going to be treated a certain way by my clients. Um, I have said that I want X, Y, and Z out of my work and out of my relationships. And I have a real chance right now to, you know, really like take action, you know, put my, put my money where my mouth is, I guess you could say. Um, and it, I felt like I was, you know, it was a test in a sense, like it was, you know, a real, um, a real time of like, I was, you know, kind of going back and forth, like, um, I'm pretty analytical. So I think of a lot of like (laughs) different situations. And meanwhile, my gut was just like, it was just not sitting right. You know, um, it was not sitting right. Like when you can't even get your clients to meet on a, on a zoom call or a phone call to have a three-way conversation, you know, um, and the husband is pulling out, you know, while, this, this, or that, and this agent is saying they could have sold it already at a different price, and this, you know, all this stuff, um, and so, you know, and the other thing, the other part of this is that when I've had work situations like this where there's conflict, or I'm not sure what the outcome is going to be because I overthink things a lot, um, because I am very analytical, I am used to having my whole day, like, consumed, consumed by this. And I was really trying to prevent that from happening. Um, I got this email response back, you know, the morning in the morning. And I was, you know, I had other appointments that day, like had a lot of other appointments that day. Um, and I was like, okay, I need to, I need to like write out my response and I need to just like, let it be. And whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So what I decided to do Um, is I decided to write an email back, um, to my clients and basically, um, just lay out my concerns with that email that he had sent. And basically, um, I first addressed like the ethical issue of agents contacting him, trying to get the listing, um, you know, because he's actively listed, um, has a listing contract and it's not just him. There's, you know, there's two. There's two clients, but I, I, you know, I addressed that, um, and, uh, I've then addressed, you know, that all of the things that I have done to market the property, how I've gone above and beyond trying to get as many eyes on it with marketing as many people as we can in the door. Um, you know, the activities that I've done while I'm at the house, when the house wasn't necessarily in showing condition, even though it's supposed to be for an open house or whatnot. Um, and then I also outlined, you know, the parts where when I took the listing, you know, my clients agreed they were going to work together because they need to get this house sold. And I outlined, you know, the things that have worked against us that, um, you know, saying like, Hey, like, you know, you guys told me you were going to work together as a team and together with me to get this house sold. Like it's a three, it's going to take the three of us. Like we have to work together. You know, it's a team effort. I'm not taking sides here on your divorce. I'm not, you know, um, but like you guys said you were going to work together with me and you guys aren't, you know, and that's not helping the situation. Um, and then I just left the email and said, if after all this, you believe that you can hire another agent that's going to do more for you and you're going to cooperate with better to get this house sold, 
that's fine. You, the two of you can have a conversation and I will cancel this listing agreement tonight and that will be okay with me. And I said, otherwise, I first don't want to hear about other agents again. And I want to have a real conversation about the status of your listing and everything, you know, that all the problems that I see and the concerns that I have with the days on market and the price. And I want to hear your concerns and your thoughts as well. Like, it's not just me. And I've made that very clear, I feel like, from the beginning. I've said it multiple times, you know. Um, But just saying, like, hey, like, you know, this is not, like, I'm not the owner of this house. You guys just hired me to get a job done. Um, So that was the email that I sent, you know. And I just first stood up for myself. I felt like, you know what, I'm going to hold my power here and I'm going to do it because I have done a good job for them. And I have been doing everything in my power as as a real estate agent to get this household and to work through these challenges and to continue to work hard even when my clients have put up roadblocks in this situation. Um, But the thing was, is that it wasn't even, for me, it wasn't even about my clients necessarily. It was about the fact that I was ready to stand up for myself and hold my power and say, I'm going to stand up for my worth, what I know I've done, who I am as a person and how I want to be treated, both by my, you know, my family, my friend relationships, and also my working relationships. Um, but also holding my power in that I'm going to be okay if I lose this listing or if I have to cancel this listing because it's not a good working relationship for me because it's just money at the end of the day. As much as it would be good for my family, as much as it's, we've been slow, you know, um, and having this listing close, you know, and getting paid, obviously would be a good scenario um and my sellers would get paid and they'd be able to move on with their life with their you know after their divorce and everything um and that was difficult but I felt a sense of power in saying okay I'm gonna hold my power here I know what you're trying to do Mr. Seller and I'm not gonna stand for it I'm not gonna be treated this way um and I'm going to tell you everything that I've done, even though I've been telling you week after week, and I'm going to say it one last time. And if it's not a good fit, that's fine. I'll cancel this agreement. And I, there was a sense of power. I felt, I felt strong afterwards. I felt more confident in myself. And I, I think that in writing the email out in that way, I also convinced myself of what I need to be true this whole time in this listing is that I've been working my butt off for these clients and I've been working really hard and it's been a challenge and they haven't been holding up their side of the agreement in working together with me to get it sold. There's been multiple things preventing the sale from happening that my clients have done directly and I've tried not to like hold that over them. I've tried to be like, hey, like we can't do this or like I need the house this way or like you can't turn away showings that are accepted, you know, different things. Um... And for me, it was, it was just, it was not even about, it really wasn't about them at that point. It was about me for once being like, okay, I said, I don't want to have my clients treat me a certain way. I said, I'm going, you know, I value my working relationships with my clients. I value my business 
and I value, I value myself really. Um, and as much as I hate making noise, I hate, you know, I, I hate being loud. I hate drawing any kind of attention. I hate having to, to be like, okay, no, let's, you're not going to get away with this. Like, let's address that. That's not okay. Like I would, there's so many things I'd rather do than that. Like, honestly. Um, but there was power and there was freedom in it. Um, and for my clients, it actually, I think I'm hoping (laughs) we will see. It's a little bit too early to say my, my client emailed me back. Um, and he apologized. He agreed to a Zoom meeting the next day, you know, um, over lunch to have a real conversation between the three of us. And and he apologized. He apologized for what he had said. He had, you know, he said it was inappropriate. Um, you're right. You know, it, it wasn't right the way that I, you know, wrote out that email. It wasn't right the things that I said. Um, and he said, you have done a lot for us. And you know, he apologized and I said, you know what? I th- thank you. And I was like, now let's like, it's done. It's in the past. Let's move forward. And like, let's work together. The three of us like actually work together now and get this thing done. Get you guys sold. Um, and I left the conversation feeling really good after we had that zoom meeting. Um, because they didn't want to cancel the listing agreement with me and they you know, they want to get the house sold. Um, but for me, it wasn't, it was like, I had decided when I sent that email, either way, no matter what happens, I'm good. I'm content with myself. I'm content with how I handle the situation and I feel empowered in this. And for anybody that doesn't like to make noise, um, for anybody that doesn't like to stand up or to bring attention or anything like that because I'm sure I'm not alone in this but I would encourage you that you also have value and you deserve to stand up for yourself you deserve to hold your power and whether that's with like a family relationship or it's a friendship you know it's a working relationship Somebody in your brokerage, I mean, gosh, I cannot tell you how many times I have had clients, you know, say things to me and I've just like, let it go. Right. Um, and there's a time and a place for that also, but there's also a time and place to be like, no, like I'm not going to be treated like this. Sorry. I just had a, um, (laughs) package delivered that I had to sign for at the door, but I would just encourage you that in 2023, I don't care if it even is that you need to stand up for yourself or it's not, or that you are like denying your power in a certain area in your life. And look, this is not, I don't know what, like, I don't even know what this is called here. Like, I don't even know if there's a right word or phrase for what I'm talking about, but I think that we all have power in certain areas and times in our life. Um, And I think that for anybody that has a personality like me, you try to deny it or you push it back or you make yourself uncomfortable to benefit others um, and to not rock the boat. And 
I have a lot of work to do on this and I've been working on this for, it feels like years. Um, you know, I had another situation with a client last year that I had to have a conversation with. Um, and although that one was, you know, much less severe and unfortunately, you know, he was drinking at the time, but (laughs) regardless, um, uh, you know, there are a lot of areas in my life where I'm going to have to hold my power and that I want to hold my power and stop denying myself in order to like make room for others. And, you know, there's the other aspect to this is that I am a Christian woman. Um, I have faith and I try to follow biblical practices. Um, but also like in Jesus's teachings and how he lived his life, like in a way he held his power because he, he spoke truth. Um, even when, you know, it's funny, like even when it was uncomfortable to hear or, um, you know, when it wasn't the popular thing to do. Um, and like, I'm not trying to be popular, but I definitely am a people pleaser in a sense. Um, and that negatively impacts myself most often than not. Um, and I think in a sense it probably impacts my relationships too, but I think you can only like push yourself back and hold yourself down for so long before it's time to say, this is who I am. This is what I value. This is what my beliefs are. Um, and so I found a lot of strength and freedom in that conversation and holding my power in that setting with my client. I think it can be applied to a lot of different areas in life, but I wanted to share with you because these are moments where somebody could say, okay, that was just one conversation. Cool. You know, but for me, I feel like that was pivotal for the direction that I'm moving, where I'm working on myself. I'm choosing strength. I'm choosing to hold boundaries. I'm choosing to step into my power and have freedom and decide that I don't care. Like my values are more important to me than a transaction where it's going to be completely crappy or a situation where I'm miserable because my clients are doing XYZ or a set of friends that I know are talking behind my back and, you know, whatever. I mean, different situations that that could be in, in your life. Um, and I just found a lot of freedom and strength in it. Um, and if it may seem small to you, maybe that means that you didn't need this message, but for some of you, (laughs) the idea of doing something like this might sound a little terrifying. Um, and I understand that because that's, you know, why I struggle with it because I also (laughs) get terrified by it. Um, And I just want to say that that is why I'm sharing it because there are some of us who need this message, who need to know that you can hold your power and it's not easy, but I would encourage you if you can to start practicing it in whatever setting, small or large, and step into who you are and really stand up for yourself, for your values, for how you're treated, stand up for the things that you believe in. Um, 
And the way that you want your life to go, the way you want to be treated, the way you want to treat other people. Um, and I hope that you hold your power in 2023. And in the times that you don't, I hope that you can look back and learn from it and say, okay, next time this happens, I'm going to do X, Y, Z or I'm not going to let it affect me in this way um, or whatever it might be, but that you are, you know, the thing, the thing with this is that I'm going to keep saying this, I think this year, because it just is a reminder that I think we all need. You're not just a real estate agent. Um, you're a person, you're a human. And the things that happen in our real estate business affect us as humans. Um, and how people treat you and how clients treat you um, and the conversations that you have and the people that you're friends with, the ways that you show up in your community, in you know organizations that matter to you or to your kids, to your family, all of these things matter. They're important. Um, and I just want you to know that. I really, really want you to know that. I want myself to know that too. <laughs> I want to remind myself of that. Um, for all the times that I forget that I can't just do real estate. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a human. I need to take care of my body. I need to take care of my mind. I need to take care of my spirit and my faith. Um, and so if this helped you at all, um, please let me know. If you think I'm just rambling, that's okay too, because this wasn't any kind of like official like teaching or anything. Um, how could it be when I'm... <laughs> I'm working on it myself, but just sharing with you my experience, um, of course, with limited details, only shared so much because, you know, there's a lot of personal stuff with, with clients that I'm not gonna, you know, not gonna share, not gonna get into, but there's, there's power in sticking to, you know, yourself and what you believe in. And I just hope that you experience that. Um, I mean that feeling for me did not last like, but I do feel like there is a little bit lingering like deep down I'm like, wow, okay. I know that I held my power I know that I felt strength and freedom in that moment that I could I would have freedom and be okay no matter how that situation resolved itself um And many other times in my career So far that would have eaten me up if I had said, you know what? If this is not working for you, and after all of this, you don't think that this is working, like, let's cancel this tra transaction. You can, you know, let's cancel this listing. You can go with somebody else. Um, that would have eaten me alive for days, maybe even like a week or two. And I'm trying to prevent that from happening in the future. That's another thing I'm working on. But um, the freedom of knowing I'd be okay with it and it not eat up even my whole day was is amazing to me and um, it's powerful it's a step in the right direction who I want to become and so that's why I'm sharing it with you I hope it helped um, I hope you have a beautiful day and I hope that in 2023 you step into your power you hold it you know who you are what you want who you're becoming how you want to show up in this world in your business in your family in your life and that is my wish for you um, and I hope this helped you. You can always message me on Instagram at hey Braden McKee and you know send me a message anytime you want to talk, get advice, just 
you know, whatever, whatever it might be. If you have questions on anything ever. Um, and of course, if you have not yet already, please join our Facebook group. That is where our community and the connections are happening. The conversations, um, we are on Facebook at the modern real estate mama. It's a group. We also have our Facebook page, but nothing really happens there. We're also on Instagram at the modern real estate mama. So I hope you have a beautiful day. Hold your power in 2023. You are beautiful. You are vibrant. You are a light for this world. Um, you just have to step into that and hold it and let people know. And I hope that this is going to be an amazing year for you. I hope we're going in a direction that we want to go in and I hope you have a great rest of your day.